women's basketball is on the air. Let's go live courtside to Jeff Williams. Well, I'm not Jeff uh, Wuggins. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but... I, I pressed the button that said KTCU liner, and I got KTCU women's basketball I guess, intro. I guess we're doing a women's basketball postgame show. For, so for those of you who have been waiting on the air for the women's uh, basketball postgame show are we gonna recap, season. Are we going to recap their practice? <laughs> right. uh, I'm sure it went well. Heck of a weight sure workout well. today. Really got it done. And, uh, you know, eyes on tomorrow. Moving right. toward the end of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barden. And this is Mad uh, About <laughs> You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to show for all things cinema. We talk movie news, movie rumors, and we give you a detailed analysis of our chosen movie of the week. Don't worry, we will warn you before we go into spoilers. And make sure to stay tuned until the end of the episode for our weekly recommends segment in which we suggest something that you need to check out ASAP. But tonight, tonight is not like any other night, is it, guys? It's better. No. Uh, on this show, we like to talk about more than just movies sometimes. We like to talk about TV, we like to talk about award shows. Things, other things going on, goings ons mm-hmm. in the uh, in the world of pop culture, right. and those those shows are known Nickelback albums as Nickelback albums. No, they're called um, rants and desperate raves. housewives <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> Basically, you know what's the difference between Nickelback and uh, desperate housewives fan fiction? Uh, what? I'm asking you. <laughs> there is one I one I listen, can listen to in the car. I don't so know. We, uh, so we'll have our rants and raves about Desperate Housewives next week, guys. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing a rants and raves special edition episode of Mad sure. About Movies. Brian, what are we going to be talking about this uh, week? We're going to recap the summer of 2013. Talk about all the uh, the things we liked, the things we didn't like, biggest disappointments, biggest surprises, all that good stuff. Yeah, we do. We've each prepared lists of yeah. best and worst. Richard prepared. So I, I think what... I have guys, a list. I actually wrote things down. <laughs> what we have to look forward to is, I know I'm sure, uh, I can guarantee two things. Uh-oh. I can guarantee a lot of Now You See Me chat. Yeah. And basically reliving the Fast and Furious 6 for yeah. 30 minutes. Pretty much. So, that's so pre- pretty much every like, every other episode of our con- podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now You See Me and Fast 6 Talk. So if you're listening to this on the old airwaves, yeah. on the old FM airwaves, mm-hmm. and I say old, yeah. I mean it, they're old. Uh, if you're listening on the airwaves, so you don't know what a podcast is. Richard, go ahead and fill them in on what a podcast is. A podcast is an online radio show you can access via a variety of mediums. Uh, first and foremost being iTunes is where most people. You can get on iTunes on your cell phone or your computer and download the Mad About Movies podcast. Just search Mad About Movies and we'll pop up there. The other way you can do it is through various other apps like Stitcher for Android phones, yep. different things like that. But, we, you know, this show's really taken off and we're really excited. We have listeners all across the world. We do. And, uh, it's blowing up. It's it blowing really up. And so... You you can hit it up. But uh, for those of you who are listening on podcast form, this is a You special, already know what a podcast is. You know what a podcast <laughs> right. is. And the reason we're well, this is a live radio version of the podcast. We, we, you may not know that Kent and I and Brian host a radio show here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yes. And we're going to kill two birds with one stone tonight. We're going to introduce the radio audience to our the podcast. podcast and introduce yeah. the podcast audience to the radio show. It's a win-win. You can also, Richard, I need to mention uh, before the end in case... People tune out. You can just find us on madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Yes, you, that's another way to listen to it. Just yes. hop on the website and listen directly. Yes, exactly. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com. So, uh, 
Yeah, that's going to be good, talking about the summer recap. But, mm-hmm. guys, you know Brian, and I know you know Richard. Wouldn't be a Mad About Movies podcast if we didn't have a little bit of movie news. Yeah. Rumors. And, and rumblings. Rumblings. I'm uh, now, Kent. So there's only one thing that I've really, I've really caught, you know, this past week that's of, of note, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Sure. Uh, and I'll save that. I think y'all know what that is. Uh, but Brian, let me yeah. ask you, uh, what's been uh, going on lately? I know you seen you saw a movie last night. Do you want to talk about that, or are you going to wait till yeah, no, uh, the I, summer recap I'll, to I'll talk say, about it? Uh, on the recommendation of Mr. Richard Barden here to my left, uh, I went and saw the new Woody Allen movie, Blue Jasmine. Got out of a meeting early and uh, had free, some free time, so I went to see that and uh, enjoyed it. It was pretty good. I, uh, <laughs> good review. Yeah. <laughs> short and succinct. There you go. No, it was good. Um, I've not been the biggest Woody Allen fan throughout the course of my movie-watching career. Um, I feel like uh, I'm bad about catching up on, you know, the great cinema classics of years past. And yeah. so he hasn't had a lot of uh, a lot of great movies in my, you know, movie-watching prime. Uh, but I really like Midnight in Paris, a uh, very good movie. And so, uh, yeah, Richard told me I should go see this movie, and I did. And I enjoyed it. And it's filled with excellent, uh, excellent performances. Kate Blanchett, sure. oh, first yeah. and foremost. She That's was pretty awesome. crazy, right? She was awesome. She was, she was in a, on another level. She was. She, she yeah. was otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about, someone was saying, like, uh, I was listening to a review a a psychologist gave, and he said that there's no way that she could have been that realistic and she must have actually been suffering a breakdown. And I was like, (laughs) dude, there's several flashbacks where she's completely sane in the movie. Like, Uh that's how good she was. Hop back and forth. Kind of channeling like a, uh, a Joan Cusack. Yeah. Like a slightly sure. less what? insane Joan Cusack, but it's kind of the yeah. similar. No, she was. I've never seen her do anything mm-hmm. quite like that. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of great supporting, uh, you know, those who was. I, I recommended this movie two weeks in a row. I liked it so much. But <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of uh, good performances too. Di- the Dice Man and yeah. Louie. Yeah, and, Andrew yeah. Dice Clay. Hickory Dickory Dog. Surprising to see. Woody always pulls out the randos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Randos just come out. And, and Baldwin Woody. is Baldwin. excellent. Oh, yeah, great. he is. Randall Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, he's yeah. Great. Baldwin's getting his own show. Guy. Did you hear about this? MSNBC. Yep. He's trying to be the real Will McAvoy or something. Is it going to be like an Oberman type? I think so. Think? He's, you know, he's a really good editor. More than Oberman. Um, I'm sure it'll have a liberal bias, much like Overman's show, but uh, he is a really good interviewer. Um, yeah. If you listen to his podcast, like he makes very boring people pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It's really he does. Alec Baldwin needed He's more got a great voice. Too, he needed more talent. Radio. He just right. needed, you know, yeah. Yeah. being impossibly handsome and a good actor is not quite good enough. Right. He really is a very good interviewer, and so I hope he brings that to the show. He yeah. has very interesting questions. Let me ask you a question: in this, in your business, you know, he always, you know, here's the thing. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah, here's the thing. Is brought to you by Capital One. He always has those New York guys there. Yeah. So pretty much anyone that's good on <laughs> SNL, he'll have on it. He yeah. already had Billy Joel. Yeah, the I mean, Billy Joel episode was, was great. great. It was really good. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, it's, it's kind of that spirit instead of him just lecturing people. Because uh, I think that gets right. old, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, movie news. And not to get on the uh, SNL tangent, but there is SNL news. Do we, yeah, do we know we, who the host is yet? We, we know who we... There's a rumor of three additional cast members that have Yeah, been, I've seen that. Sure. That have, that, so that's the news that I know. And I know one of the one of the guys I want to mention that I know you guys will have thoughts on is the guy from the uh, AT&T children's yeah. ads. Oh, yeah. that's why you brought him up. Yeah, yeah his that. name is yeah. Beck Bennett. Okay. And you can look him up. Uh, he's a guy from the little... Um, what, what are some of the ads? Uh, 
Yeah, the uh, she he doesn't get it. Yeah, the straight yeah. man the, interviewing the, straight the children. Man interviewing the, guy, the kids, the, the kids the say the darndest things that, rip off. Yeah, that ripped off. Kids say the darndest thing, and Jimmy Kimmel talks to kids. Right, yeah. ripped off both of those to great success. Yeah. It's a wonderful hey. campaign. So no hate on that. Yeah, yeah. But that's amazing. He got SNL because of that. Yeah. Well, he's in Upright Citizens Brigade too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're hiring two or three guys from from that. Group. Yeah. That's I'd seen be... four names, and I think three of them. UCB are is City. really stomped yeah. out in New York. Like you know, it used to be there was like some Second City in New York and things like that, but uh, now like it's very firm. Second City in Chicago, Groundlings in L.A., yeah. and then UCB in New York. Yeah. I'm aware, but I just don't think that he would have got the gig if those no. ads had. No, 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 probably no, no, no. not. No. Yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. What? Who? Who are the other people that? I didn't recognize any of their names or their stuff. One of the articles that I saw that named them had, you know, links to YouTube videos of stuff that they'd done, but I didn't have time to watch it. So. Yeah. Guys, I want to I wanna ask you to um, sort of think of your, for the next segment, I want you to think of your most anticipated for next summer movies. Oh, okay. So I need you to be thinking about the that. The one thing the I didn't segment. prepare for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but on that front, I know we've talked a lot about Marvel on this show we've talked a lot about uh you know good great academy award worthy performances sure and so anytime those two things can come together you know that's always a good thing and i'm talking about of course mr vin diesel yeah uh no i'm talking about guardians of the galaxy which features vin diesel yeah uh but they did sign brian Yes. They signed Rocket Raccoon. Yes. We've had a lot of speculation. We did. We thought it was going to be Jim Carrey for a while. We did. We thought we thought Carrey, I don't I don't know who else's names came up on our hopefuls. I think Diesel was a hopeful. Yeah. Then but he, he is Groot not. Instead. He is doing yeah. Groot. So the two voices we have for Guardians is Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting casting. Bradley He's, Cooper. Is a good voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I, I have said before on our show, I love the casting that they're doing for this movie. I think that's very smart, and I I really I don't feel like they're just going out and grabbing big names. I feel like they're getting interesting people and and getting uh, like Bradley Cooper doing a voice role is kind of a different, so, yeah. unique thing. I like that. It's cool. It's cool. Why Why do you think he would choose to do it and and not like wait for a bigger thing to come around? Because you, you can know. get paid like five million dollars and for Maybe. five days. He, he, of work. You know what, Brian, guys, Richard, you know what? He probably saw part of Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> realized it was probably one of the best movies ever made. Sure. And he was like, "There's no way I'm not doing this," <laughs> and uh, and signed on. No, Chris Rock has a bit about doing voice work, and it's like you know, you come in, you do one day of work, and they give you a million dollars. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's the same thing. It's it's he can do uh, he can film three other movies next year and still have time to do uh, Rocky Raccoon. It'll be fine. So, I don't. I just it's just a curious thing. I mean, haven't they they've animated half the movie already? So right. how how can they animate with no voice? I don't know, man. They did that. I, I mean, they had Mike Myers come in because they did the whole Shrek movie with Chris Farley, pretty much, and then Myers yeah. came in and did it. I mean, I guess you can just. Set I guess it. you can, but I mean, that's just an interesting, interesting thing, Brian. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you have any actually actual movie news, rumors, or rumblings to we, uh, to our attention? We, we got a, a rumbling. Okay. If you want to talk about uh, since we are the uh, the official podcast of Star Wars, yeah. You want to get into. Uh, Star Wars rumblings. Okay. Uh, because or, we're not sure if it's Sit true. Sit back, Richard. Yeah. Sit back. Yeah. <laughs> Richard checks out yeah. when we go into Star Wars news while, <laughs> while Kent and I nerd out. Yes. Uh, we love Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch may be in the uh, next Star Wars, Episode 7. So, Amazing. that sounds awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, Sweet.
sweet. Could they go ahead and add Vin Diesel and just top it off? <laughs> that, would be, that would be perfect. That would top it off. Yeah. That would be the icing. Um, but, man, I, I, I'm obsessed with, with Cumberbatch. I mean, Same here. I, yeah. I just think he's awesome. I do, too. But fabulous. I really... The more I think about this, the more wrong it seems. Does <laughs> it right. not? That he's crossing over? I mean, they've got Abrams. They're going to bring everybody at this point? Yeah. I mean, Chris Pine is Chris playing Pine? Yeah. on Solo's kid. Right. I mean, I would not be surprised if I, a good handful of people from this. Simon the Pegg, man. Simon it's, Pegg is very... Such a huge He's Star been Wars. hitting at it and stuff, too. Right. It's all this world's end. Uh, yeah. I heard a podcast. I think it was the uh, Mark Marin podcast um simon Pegg was on there and he didn't mention star trek once no. <laughs> talked talk for 40 minutes about star wars and yeah. how the first movie he ever saw was star wars right. and how you know that's all he's ever wanted to do was be in movies like star wars so um if they could find a role for for peg frost you know maybe a human r2d2 c3po right. combo <laughs> not human you know you know what i mean just kind of buddies sure. sort of that yeah kind of those two guys are so great together. I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about them more but yeah, a little bit will. later. I can tell you for a fact that we will. Yeah. Yep. So Cumberbatch, I mean, that's crazy. That would be amazing. He would make an awesome either Jedi or Sith. Right. It's such a uh, strange, like, meteoric rise for him, too. Because, I, I mean, I follow movies pretty extensively, yeah. and I, I really don't know that I had ever acknowledged him as a person until like two years ago and then all yeah. of a sudden he's Everywhere. he's sherlock and he's in tinker taylor soldier spy the first i heard trek about him and... was was when he got cast to be in star trek into darkness okay as the main villain i was like main villain i've never heard of this guy right well when you name your kid benedict cumberbatch right. you have to a huge mistake on your part but i will say you know brian as we know did name his son dominic toretto Gill. Right. yeah Dom, uh, dominic toretto with a hyphen right yeah right. Dom toretto <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. But uh, when you name your kid Benedict Cumberbatch, you have to assume he's he's destined for some for right. something. Yeah. You can't have that name and and uh, and be an accountant. Yeah. It's just sorry. <laughs> not, not possible. Old Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> yeah. do your yeah. books here. Right. Uh, that's that's going to be if it becomes true, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be Zac Efron against Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> have you guys seen the Neighbors trailer? <laughs> I haven't. I've heard about it. I've seen it. The, link. the new Seth Rogen movie. It's him and Efron and Dave Franco. Okay. It's pretty funny. These uh, Seth Rogen and uh, who's the girl? Oh, the girl. I don't remember her name. She's in X-Men and she's in Bridesmaids. Roseburn. Yeah. Um, Just popped in my head. They play like a married couple who have a kid and um, this fraternity buys the house next door. And it's like Dave Franco and Efron. Right. And hilarity. And they get into a war with the fraternity. It looks pretty funny. Not going to lie. We'll t- obviously, we'll, we'll watch obviously Rogan sees something in, in Zach Efron. Yeah, they love the Efron. And the little Frank. I'm telling you, you guys are. I'm on the right side of history with the Efron love. <laughs> you guys you, are going to go down like. Feel free to love Efron all you want. Because. <laughs> I do. Every I time. Do. I can't say love Efron and not sound. Just sound weird. Yeah. You know. Um, so, um, speaking of trailers, did you guys see the Robocop trailer? That not yet. You, I, sent, it, you sent it to us. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. So, there's a Robocop reboot. In right. the, uh, Producer Steven is so psyched. Is he really? All-time favorite movie, RoboCop. Wow. RoboCop 1 or 2? 1. It's okay, allegory. No one gets how funny it is. <laughs> it is. It's quite great. <laughs> I do own the trilogy. I'm not going to lie. No, they're really right. smart movies. They really are. They are. And the second one is where he gets wings. Yeah. <laughs> so then it, it takes it to all new level. It really did. Yeah. Back in the day. But So RoboCop reboot. Uh, Brian, your guy. Your yeah. man. Your boy. Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman, baby. And yeah. Michael Keaton, right? And yeah. Michael Keaton, sure. Uh, but your boy, Brian. Yeah. 
Uh, so what do you expect out of awesomeness? Who does he play? Who does he play? I don't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> He's awesome. So I, I think that this is such an interesting deal because like people get really frustrated with reboots and and sequels twenty years after the fact and things like that. And I actually think this is like the perfect mm-hmm. movie to do a reboot of because. Sure. Uh, I had never seen RoboCop until maybe like a year ago, two years, something like that. Yeah. And it's terrible. Um, <laughs> and it does not hold up well at all. But it has like a great idea at its at its core. And so I think you're going to get um, kind of the best of both worlds there. Of like, we've got a really cool idea. So let's now let's make a uh, an actually a good movie with, you know, good special effects. And That's what they like said that. on Total Recall, though. That's I mean, that, true. That movie- that movie, you go back and watch. You're like, man, that's not, it's not a very good movie. And then you watch the yeah. new one. And you're like, yeah. wow, the, the old one wasn't movie. that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, this will yeah. be better. Robocop. No, it's got a cool mythos to it. But yeah. uh, Ken, I have. A, if you are a Robocop two fan, I have this essay by uh, Martin Amos, and he it's in one of his <laughs> really? books. And he visited the set of Robocop two. Martin Amos, for those of you who don't know, listening, is like this very highly respected British literary author yeah and he did this book of essays where he covers all these very highbrow things but randomly mixed in there and actually the reason i bought the book is there's this like 13 page essay on the on robocop 2 wow. and it's like from a really smart person's perspective yeah. and it's awesome <laughs> that's great i'll let you guys i'll print it out for you guys to read it is great so yeah robocop 2 trailer i wanted to to ask if you guys had seen uh, well that. we've let you down we haven't watched it have yeah. you seen the let me ask you this i, I want to ask you this brian first yeah. before we move on you're a Gary Oldman guy. Uh-huh. Try to defend what happened with this movie Paranoia that came out starring uh, oh, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Yes. You're a Harrison Ford I know, guy. I know you, yeah. you chose not to mention uh, mention it in the past few weeks. Yeah. So you're just trying to pretend it never look, happened. Or Look, uh, Michael Caine yeah. once said, sometimes it's just about a paycheck, and that's what it is. I think the deal with, with Oldman it's is... just about a yeah. paycheck. Oldman will take that money, and he'll go invest it in a movie, some pet project of his, so that he can direct something, you know, or, or, or whatever. But, uh, hey, years old. We all make bad choices every once in a while. You never know what that script to you. It could have been like, hey, it, it's going to be you and Harrison Ford. Oh, that's cool. I'd like to work with Harrison again since Air Force One. That'd be fun. Sure. Yeah. Liam Hemsworth. Did you say Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Hemsworth. Yeah. And uh, then he gets on set and it's like, oh, man. You, could you imagine him and Ford like sitting over in a corner? Just, oh, it's like, the wrong damn Hemsworth. Is, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's, it's so funny. One of the best Hollywood stories of all time. And you guys know this story, but I'm going to tell it for the podcast listeners if they if they haven't heard it. Uh, is the Bill Murray Garfield story? You know that? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So Bill Murray, uh, he's you know he's come off you know the Tenenbaums and he's had a pretty good night. He's in a Groundhog Day. And also, and, Bill Murray doesn't have an agent. He just has a voicemail box. Yeah, he's it's literally like just yeah. he's just flying solo at this yeah. point, just living life. You know, so he gets a I guess gets a proposal from the studio, and they're like, "Hey, we really want you to voice um, Garfield, the cartoon." He's like, "Oh, probably thinking his head. Okay, that could be okay." And they're like. Well, Joel Cohen wrote the script. Yeah. And and so Bill Murray is like, oh, of course I'll do it then. You know, Joel, Joel Cohen is one of the most brilliant screenwriters of our time. He's just right. an absolute genius. And so he gets the script and agrees to do it, goes to do the voiceover, and has already signed the paperwork and everything, realizes it's Joel Cohen with a C-O-H-E-N. <laughs> who, if you're not familiar, Brian, you need to look up Joel Cohen with an H. Right now. Is absolutely horrible. <laughs> and so uh, Bill Murray, yeah, that's the reason Bill Murray did Garfield and Garfield 2. So I, si- I assume he signed on for both. He probably signed on for the sequel when they was like, all right, just pay me a ton next yeah. time and I'll do it. Because he's already done it. But, yeah, it was just a funny story. Some uh, Joe Cohen credits for us, Brian? Yeah, go for it. 
No, I was, oh, I'm sorry. Mean. I was trying to set you up. I thought you were uh, there. He, <laughs> Daddy Day Camp. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Evan Almighty, the Garfield uh-huh. movies, Cheaper by the Dozen, uh-huh. Money Talks. Oh, that's a bad movie. Um, and then he somehow is a screenwriter on Toy Story. I don't, I don't know how, but... Oh. Um, hey yeah. guys! Not good. We should use the Slinky Dog. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, thanks, Joel. Please leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we got we got to you can't got to use that idea. We got to pay Joel. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it's worth it. <laughs> Slinky Dog's awesome. Um, but yeah, that that was just one of my yeah. stories. I wanted to mention one more trailer before we move on to uh, to the main topic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you guys see this Dallas Buyers Club trailer? Yes. I know you probably did, Brian. Yes. And Richard, you're shaking your head no, but you're going to want to see this. Yeah. I'm sure um, I will. I just haven't seen it. McConaughey, man. McConaughey. Right, this is, right, if right. there was any doubt, if there was any doubt. That he's back? That this is the year of McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. With he's got Mud that already came out yeah, and right. is close to a masterpiece. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. Which uh, Scorsese coked out movie. McConaughey, yeah. just great, great McConaughey. Yeah. And um, this other movie, it's kind of flying under the radar uh, compared to Wolf of Wall Street, right. called Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. And and Brian, go ahead and talk about it because uh, it's about the uh, like gay culture in the eighties and nineties around here. He's like super slim down. He's got okay. AIDS and the whole nine yards. So I mean, he's going so hard, he's going straight dramatic. cowboy yeah. though. I mean, yeah. like okay, so thick accent, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, uh, but this is this is a very very serious like yeah. thing that I mean he's this trailer could get him the the right. nomination. He's going for I mean, it, man. You he's thought he you thought trophy. he was on next level on mud. Just <laughs> see this trailer, man. So what crazy. is going through? I'm McCullough. telling you, I really think that him and Woody had a they Woody carried Freaky the torch Friday. for ten Harrelson, years. Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, yeah. and they. Woody was just tired. Was like, I need a little money. And McConaughey's like, I need a little respect. And yeah. I got plenty of money. And they're like, let's switch careers for ten more years. Yeah. And they're just going to keep doing that because what he's going to do now, you see me, which McConaughey totally would have made five years yeah, ago. Right. And and McConaughey's going to do Mud, which Woody totally would have made yeah. five years ago. And we're on. Yeah. They have officially switched careers. I feel like the Wolf on Wall Street character, especially, yeah. is like that's Woody Harrelson five years <laughs> yeah. ago. Like he, he should have gone straight from No Country for Old Men yep. directly into that role. Yeah, but he chose not to see me, and yeah. now guess what? Yeah. He's tied up for a sequel. Right? Ah. Uh, let's say the Now You See Me talk, guys. <laughs> I've got a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, let's move on. Sure. And let's uh, talk about the summer of 2013. Hey, man, fam. Question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. 
They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. How do I smell baby oil? You keep running your pie hole, you're going to smell an ass kicking. You got the best crew in the world standing right in front of you. Give them a reason to stay. Nothing's been the same since New York. They experience things, and then they're over. I can't sleep. Everyone in this room was a victim of hard times. Some of you lost your homes, your cars, and so tonight. We're going to return some of that money back to you. Thank you, everyone. We are the Four Horsemen. Good night. I will find him. father believed if the world found out who I really was, they'd reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? And let's get straight into it. Let's talk about the uh, summer of 2013. Yeah, man. Sure. Man, I saw more movies this year than I've seen ever. You did. So far. Always texting me from the cinema. Yeah, I saw, there was many days, multiple days this summer where I saw Multiple movies in one day in a theater. Great time. Uh, great way to spend the summer yeah. uh, away from the heat here in Texas. Uh, but, guys, let's start with our bottom fives. Boom. Uh, and I, mine mine are just of the summer. I don't know if you guys have any yeah, have any movies idea. from earlier in the year. But sure. that's perfectly acceptable, I think, um, at this point. So let's go with bottom five. Let me pull up my list here. Uh, if I can. So, Richard, go ahead and go give your number five. Number five of the bottom five. So this is the best of the worst, if you will, <laughs> is uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. That's not a summer movie, but... It went a- back... Mar- it kind of kicked off the summer. Okay. Because okay. summer gets earlier and earlier, right? Yeah. Well, I consider that a summer In that case, movie. my best of needs to- list needs to change then. Because okay. Oz is... Pretty high up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that did play like a summer movie. I'll give you that. I mean, it was like March 30th. Yeah. And I like, didn't put anything on any of my lists until May. Yeah. Until May. Me either. But, but stuff but comes out. Richard, it, like, Fast Five away came out right away. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Did. Fast, yeah. Fast Five Fast Five did. Yeah, Fast Six right. came Fast out six in June, right. but Fast Five. Right. And that was a summer movie. Fast Five sure. is on your list for this year? No, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying the summer yeah, is arbitrary you. at this point. Sure. It's like okay. anytime after spring valid, break. Valid point. Valid point. All right. So, then, so Brian and I kind of, we didn't, we didn't mind Oz. It wasn't great. Yeah, I, I hated about definitely was half of it, and the other half won me over enough yeah. to give it a B. I'd like to see that half. There's definitely five <laughs> movies this year that are worse. Oh, yeah. Totally. There totally is, totally. in my opinion. Yeah. I uh, well, in my opinion, there's four that are worse. <laughs> uh, so, it's the little things. So, Brian, give us your number five worst. Uh, my number five was, sorry, my screen went blank there, uh, R.I.P.D. 
Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little higher on mine, Brian. <laughs> well, I hate it. It was number five on mine, too. Way more. No, uh, yeah, R.I.P.D., probably the most worthless movie of the summer. Yeah. There's definitely worse movies, but that one just, plain and simple, did not need to exist. So, uh, terrible. Terrible. Very few people saw that movie. Yeah, no one saw that so movie. So a lot of people they lost right a ton like... of money. Yeah, we're, the three of us are like a third of the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really are. I'm not Still kidding. more people saw that than MacGruber in the theaters. Oh, it's disgusting. Don't talk about that. That is disgusting. Before it's time. <laughs> Sick. Um, I literally saw that like 10 a.m. on Friday morning, <laughs> yeah. RIPD, yeah. and there was like three people there. And I walked out immediately. Yeah. I didn't even want to stay. And there's the other two people just sat there. Got to see the credit. In I, bet I, I bet I walked out before you did, Kit. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you did. But those people were, they were actually, I wasn't excited about it. I was like, this. Yeah. I knew it was going to be bad. Oh, you could yeah. tell they were just, they were doing it for us. <laughs> like, Are they idiots? Do they not see this, the warning signs that I were numerous? Love people that, you know. Everyone knows movies yeah. bad, and they're yeah. just trying not to talk yeah. about it to the people next to them. It was a little <laughs> bit better for me because I get to walk straight out of that movie and went into my number one movie of the summer. So that helped. That helped out a little bit. That did help. So you went straight from that to Lone Ranger? Yeah, dude. Wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. Richard, what's your number four worst movie? Uh, number four movie? worst movie of the year is R.I.P.D. Okay. So it was right. a little higher. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty it's, – it's worthy of a four, I would say. It's worthy of a – it's close It's close to the worst. Yeah. But yeah. there's a, yeah, there is obviously it could have been the worst in a in a better summer, Brian. Right. Summer like this, Brian. Number four, we're the Millers. We're the Millers. Saw it this weekend. This. Oh, it's wow. terrible. Um, it is mean spirited. It is not funny. Uh, Sudeikis has a few like really? good one liners just because he's Sudeikis. Really, Brian? Everyone yeah. I've talked to well, said it was hilarious. <laughs> you need new friends. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, what's really, going really on? Did. They were yeah. like, man, it's so funny. Yeah, I, I was listening to uh, to a another radio station that what? we listened to a lot, and they were just going on and on about how good it was, and I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. It's bad. It's not good at all. It's really, really crass. Like I didn't expect it to be so just oh oh yeah. just in my face with awfulness, and uh, <laughs> I hated it. So wow. Yeah. So don't so don't, don't see it. Don't see it. I mean, I love Sudeikis. It's made so much I money. Sudeikis. Uh, well, why? I does well, Sudeikis I, we, really? We talked about this before. People. It's because there's no comedies this yeah. summer. I mean, there's there's so few we should have written and gotten see, a comedy so producer. We should have. Yeah. Millionaires. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of comedy. No. There was no big. I think this is the just end. One. Maybe. Well, played kind of the way. world's end. World's this end. Is the end. Yeah. And a uh, few others. Yeah. There's one that's on my list that I'll mention here. Yeah. Sweet. Kick-Ass 2 is number, my number four. All right. Worst movie of the year. It's pretty terrible. It's, pretty offensive. Yeah. Pretty big letdown. Uh-huh. Just, uh, Brian, I know you said it was the worst movie you've ever seen. <laughs> so we'll leave it <laughs> no. at that. It's my number two of the summer. So. Uh, it's my number three, so we can just move past mine. Sweet. It's, it's, it's right up appalling there. and completely... <laughs> The most mean spirited. Kent was excited for it. Let's never forget. Yeah, I, I was, Kent was yeah, fired. Kent, up. I had no reason not to be pumped, fired up man. because it could have been good. No. Every movie could have been great. It wasn't. Doesn't mean it's going <laughs> to be terrible. great. Just because I wanted it to be great, you know. So uh, I, I will say that I don't bad. hate a movie more than I hate that one. That's okay. the movie I hate the most. Like <laughs> it's not number one it's on my list. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. I hate it the most. Uh, hate it. So what's your number three, Bry guy? Uh. <laughs> Our uh, our official movie of this podcast, number three, Now You See Me. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go ahead and say that's my number one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was my, it was my number one, too. So I knew it would be Ken's. It's number one. So that... Uh, How, Brian, yeah. hold the presses. Yeah. 
How is this not number one on your list? Because he's um, going to have Lone Ranger just, ahead yeah. of it and no, kick ass. Because Lone Ranger is one of the ten worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I, no. I understand that. But we need now to watch Ice me again. <laughs> Now You See Me it's, is the worst movie There's a ever. scene where they chase him with a GPS where you literally cannot tell what is going on. Look, it's a horrible movie. Horrible. Horrible movie. It's not worse than The Lone Ranger. <sighs> Richard and I... We, we, uh, Look, if I was at home... Okay, maybe they added some scenes. We saw it pretty early on. <laughs> we do. That's true. Did you guys not see the scenes with Gary Oldman? Was that not in yours? I don't Because we saw it at a screen. Chewbacca maybe they... showed up in mine. Is that... <laughs> maybe they fixed it. Because that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You guys did see it early. We you saw, saw it at a screening. two months before it came out. Maybe they uh, cleaned it up after after uh, getting Kent's review <laughs> that he sent in. <laughs> they did. And I, I said this like last week, but... I laid into them when yeah. they when they sent us, <laughs> sent us to this early screening. They're like, yeah, we want you guys to come see and check it out. Okay, yeah. Then they, no like, they took me Worst. out of line and wanded me because I made a video camera <laughs> joke. They'd be lucky if I filmed that pile of crap. I can film it better than the director did. Yeah, yeah it was That's horrible. True. If was... I filmed the screen, it would look better. Yeah. No, I, I, would say, I would say if I was home at like midnight on a Thursday night nope. and I was tired and there was ah, nothing else on. Really say. And no... If, if and, I flipped to HBO 9 or whatever, yeah. and there was 30 minutes into Look, Now You See Me, I'm not saying I was the, I'm saying sorry, I had to cut you off. <laughs> that's that's the same to. excuse people make about reggae music. Oh, I'm not saying it's good. Reggae music's awful, out. but people are like, no, but if you're on the beach yeah. and you're getting a foot no, rub no, and you no. got a daiquiri that's, and there's yeah. three hot chicks in bikinis around you, reggae's awesome. That's not what I'm yeah, saying. I yeah, I know. My point, would be, is. my point would be if I happened to come across that and yeah. I saw two minutes of it, I wouldn't go hang myself. Lone Ranger, if Here's I the ever thing. see another minute of it, I will die. Here's it's the thing, so though. bad. And you have a valid valid point for, uh, for Lone Ranger and Kick-Ass 2 yeah. to be worse. Right. But the thing that was so offensive about Now You See Me, and Richard agreed with me on this point when after we first screened it, it was trying to be good. That's what's yeah. so offensive. Yeah. Is that uh, it was it thought it was good. This move Now You See Me thinks it's good. I agree. The director thinks it, everyone involved in it thinks it's good. Dude, I, I it was Ruffalo all dude, along. But I would argue the exact <laughs> opposite of that with Lone Ranger, in that Lone Ranger is worse because it does not even attempt to be good. That's that, that's more, my. To me, it's more offensive to I'm try to be good and that. to just I insult get your you. Argument, it's, I valid. Get, it's valid, and and for <laughs> yeah. a list of that's worst yeah. of the year, you, you're you're valid. And Look, we're talking about list. like really, really, really bad and really, 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 really bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not like I'm saying it was fine. It was good. No, it's not. Well, it's an awful movie. What was the runtime on Now You See Me? Because at least it has that alone range. Right? That's that. totally true. Yeah, it it's, was like I one, bet it was under two hours. One forty, maybe. Yeah. God, the worst. Hour forty. <laughs> so bad, so bad. We're, nothing's worse than a two and a half hour Lone Ranger Disney movie. And there's no, no. It was just that's torture. what I'm saying. It was yeah. those girls was that were kidnapped by Ariel Castro in the basement. <laughs> they were like, man, that was the worst hour and forty minutes of my life when I saw Now You See Me. My number three is a comedy. Okay, and it's not a lot of people saw it either. Yeah. It's insulting. It's horrible. It's called The Internship. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. I forgot you saw that. Yeah. You guys haven't seen it yet. No. And you guys are... Nor will I yet ever. is not the key word there. Yeah, we'll not see that. You yet. will see it, Brian. <laughs> you you were you were in I line today. I see a lot of movies, but man. Whew. You were in line today to see Getaway, Brian. 
<laughs> that was yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. And so. so you need to see the internship. Or actually, you don't. It's my number three in the worst of the year. It's absolutely just not funny. Yep. In any, uh, it looked horrible. It, it's not offensive. I mean, it's a PG thirteen. Uh, yeah. Owen Wilson, You're just hanging Vince out me and Vince, like bringing the old band <laughs> back together. Maybe just seeing we can get some magic. Unfortunately, Vince Vaughn wrote the script, and he's not a very good writer, <laughs> and he doesn't smell very good. Right. Does he Owen? doesn't look like he smells. And good. He smells. He's sweating all the time. Oh, oh. Some offensive Indian guy in there, sort of a stereotype, <laughs> and I'm just there, like, you know, what what happened? You I'm know, glad. I was nominated for an Oscar. I'm glad you said that, Owen, because that movie is full of just horrible stereotyping, <laughs> yeah. just awful, just yeah. blatant, like. Obvious hanging, jokes. Hanging out you were good, Owen. Yeah. You were great. I didn't, re- you know. I just, what, like I always say, just always be the same in every movie, <laughs> and eventually it'll just level out, man. And just don't wash your hair for like eight months straight, and just let it let it curl, just, baby. Yeah, let it curl. Shampoo, baby. Um, Mark of the Devil. Uh, Brian Gill. So what? It, what other movies are on your list besides uh, they haven't mentioned? Everything we've mentioned except mm-hmm. for we haven't. If you wanted to keep talking about Lone Ranger, let's keep that's talking my about one yeah, because that's my number, number two. One so. worst movie, yeah. Um, Did that not make your list, Kent? It, it is on my list. Oh, okay, it's good. number two. Okay. okay, so my full list. Is, yeah, let's go uh, over our list because it's been a, just a cluster. F- worst of the summer so yeah. far. Kent Garrison's worst of the summer. Number five, R.I.P.D. Four, Kickass Two. Three, The Internship. Two, The Lone Ranger. One. Now you see me. Richard Barden's bottom five of the summer are Oz is Oz the, Oz the Great and Powerful, R.I.P.D. Kickass Two, The Lone Ranger, and Now You See Me. Brian Gill. And mine went R.I.P.D., We're the Millers, Now You See Me, Kick-Ass 2, and The Lone Ranger. Very quite similar, guys. Yep. Uh, yep. A few flips. I didn't know we were able to do anything prior to May, or else I would have probably done that. I'm sorry. What would you have added from that? <sighs> now you're going to... No, sorry. Because the only other movie we saw from there was like Oblivion, and we saw oh, Beagle Wonderstone. Dead. That was like February, wasn't it? March. Was that March too? Okay. And then uh, we saw the Evil Dead movie you and I did. That was cool. I mean, that was pretty bad. It was for horror, dude. That was good. Let me tell you. But we don't like it's bad. Every every horror movie is bad. There are very few good ones. But let me just tell you, this is a great year for horror. Yeah. I mean, going Rotten Tomatoes, every yeah. no, no. So movie has been fresh on there that's yeah. made a lot of money. The Conjuring. That made some money, too. Uh, Easy way to make money. So, good for them. Yeah. So good for the horror film business, but um, I don't have any a lot of uh, horror film things to say. So let's talk about... Um, Hold on. Let's go on this. Biggest Letdown. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Biggest Letdown. Um, I'm going to kick it off. I know... Uh, Actually, Brian, go ahead because I mine depends on what you guys say because I could go one of two ways okay. with this. So go ahead. My uh, my biggest disappointment letdown of the uh, of the summer is Man of Steel. Okay. I, uh, okay. it's not a bad movie. I think I gave it a B minus when we reviewed it. I kind of think if I saw it again, I would like it less. Even mm. though, but the more I've thought about it, the, the more <laughs> I've not liked it. Um, and it's very frustrating. I, I, I talked about it on our show before. I, I'm not a I'm not big into Superman because I just think it's a boring mm-hmm. story. Um, but I felt like the script for Man of Steel was great, and they did a very good job of putting together a story that you could enjoy. And uh, sure. then uh, Zack Snyder came in and just ruined the entire thing. So I, I I hate the way he films movies. I hate his lack of understanding of human emotion, and I I just. 
the trailer that that trailer is one of the best ones of the summer. It's great and uh, one of the year. Just such a great trailer, and I would hype myself up by the time I got in, and I hated it. So maybe best trailer of all time. Let's just it's up I'm, there, I'm, man. I, I, it really is that and that one Lay Miz trailer. I mean, as yeah, lame as that yeah. is, is really yeah. good. I definitely the one. Yeah. The Probably social the network one with the radio yeah. head. Yeah. yeah. That was, was awesome. Yeah. Greatness, too. Uh, that was a big letdown. I just wanted to say I agree with you, yeah. Brian. And that, was, that could have been on my list. I was just, I'm, that's my uh, kick-ass, too. I was super psyched for Man of Steel. Bummer. Yeah. Really my were. biggest letdown is because, and this is, we've talked about it, so we don't have to go on. I was, not that I thought it would be good. I knew it would be bad from the moment we started hearing some buzz when production got shut down. But I still think, initially, a Lone Ranger movie could be cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. they, I, that was disappointing that it was that colossally off. Even sure. if it was mediocre, I would be like, man, it's more expected. When they were initially developing it, it was going to be like Clooney and Depp, and right. I was so pumped. Yeah, sure. And then it's just terrible. So, do you think Clooney could have fixed that movie? I don't no, know. the script's terrible. <laughs> I think that's why Clooney's not in it. Yeah, I think because that's an awesome role for someone like Clooney to do, and right. be fun buddy movie. I think he got one glimpse of that puppy and was like. See you guys. No, I'm out. Sure. Yeah. So you're going to be wearing a bird on your head? All right. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later, Johnny. No, Wait, you're going to have white face paint. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have white, white face, face paint on. You're, you're yeah. kidding me. Okay. <laughs> We've done. No, this. Johnny. I said I, I don't want to. I don't want to be in Pirates Five. I, I wanted to be in Lone Ranger. I, I know this is the same thing. But uh, all right. I don't yeah, know how Johnny quirky. can get just get psyched up for Pirates Five. I'd be like, know. all right, guys, let's do it. Here we go again. He, yeah. He loves. He does. Pirates. He loves him some Jack Sparrow. How can he possibly be still excited about it though? At this alcohol, point? alcohol, I guess. <laughs> being weird and straight <laughs> yeah. cash, homie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so let me give you my biggest letdown of the year: Iron Man Three. Okay. I okay. put it on my. I considered that. I yeah. considered it for my top five. Yeah. Because it is Same still, still yeah. solid. And I have gotten a chance to watch. I've seen it, I think, three times at this point. Mm-hmm. So okay. the more I watch it, the more I wish it was more like the other two films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The more I watch it, the more I realize how different it is than uh, yeah. than the other two, especially on this last viewing. It does. It's just too dark. I it's wish they had so released dark. it at Christmas because the Christmas yeah. theme, that would have been cooler. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing with Thor right, around yeah. Thanksgiving. Right. Like switch those two. It's weird to have a Christmas movie out in May. Yeah. That was kind of strange. Yeah. Iron Man's a weird one because I I had the exact same thought. I almost put it in my top yeah, five, it's very and I good. almost put it in my as my disappointment because it was just it's. I think it's that third act that we've yeah, talked so much about, where it's just so wrong. out of control and long and in it's your face, and it really good up till that. Yeah, and it kind of swallows up all the Shane Blackishness mm-hmm. of the rest of the movie. Sure. it takes a, a very stereotypical mm-hmm. like plot line yeah. with. The guys that can't die until guys, they die, and the guys right. that want to regrow back their yeah. their missing limbs, right. like, exactly from uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same villain thing going yeah. on here, but just too many villains, too much, too many bad guys, yeah. too many good guys. Yeah, uh, but you're right. Characters I, that shouldn't be there. Yeah. It didn't matter. It's just uh, I gave it an A minus, and it should have been an A. Like I mean, it's that. I mean, it's that. It, it should be. It's good. And there are elements. It could oh, have been yeah. that are top yeah. five worthy. I mean, well, the Shane Black stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what they should. If they were going to change it, change it all the way. Right. It kind of does right. this halfway thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty smart script all around, yeah. but just yeah. still a. There, it takes a wrong step somewhere in there, and it's going to take a few more viewings for me to figure out sure. exactly what, what. You know, I don't know. And more I think about it, the more I liked Iron Man too, though. You know, I think it's held up better than it than I expected to. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of walked out and didn't had a bad taste in their mouth. It gets from such it, a bad rap, but I don't think it. Needs I think it's that. okay. I yeah. do too. Yeah. Um, so that was my my biggest disappointment. So let's move into uh, 
I guess biggest surprise, and then we'll get right into the top five of the summer. So my biggest surprise is uh, World War Z. Oh, yeah, good one. And you might have had this too, Brian or Richard. Um, We all on the podcast, we talked, I think, before the World War Z episode, almost every episode, we were like, we mentioned a little something about the production or just predictions for it. It ended up being a pretty dang good movie. Yeah. And it ended up making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I think we are wrong on both aspects of how we had predicted it to I was. Richard wasn't. Richard got it right. No, Richard said it would make money. No one thought it would be good. That's That's true. true. That's true. None of us thought it would be good. I was surprised it would be good, I'll take, but I will take credit for the money. Yeah. And uh, it's hopefully we get a director's cut. I doubt we will, but hopefully we get a director's cut and see what what we missed out on. You want to see that? that the alternate awful, ending that, that awful movie was the that worst been. alternate ending of all yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. I yeah. really hope that leaks somehow. Yeah. If you haven't uh, if you haven't been a longtime listener to our show, go back and listen to our World War Z podcast because I talked about yeah. what was supposed to happen in the original script and yeah. it's appalling. Mm-hmm. Like it's the worst thing you've ever heard. So. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm with you on that. I'll jump in. That was my surprise of the summer as well. Okay. I I read the book. I love the book and the movie has nothing to do with the book and you can tell that from the trailer. So I was pretty bummed about it. Plus all the production issues that it had and stuff. And uh, it was right on the outside of my top five for the summer. I really, I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Richard, biggest surprise. Just the way, way back just because it came out of nowhere sure. and how entertaining it was. I it would be pretty good look at the cast but just what a fun movie that was yeah you we didn't hear about it at all until we saw it really yeah yeah I, uncle tony told us about it early he caught a screening of it our right. movie guru but uh <laughs> and then he said it was very good so and he hates Sweet. everything so yeah. but it's it is excellent great surprise. um great segue richard my number five of this summer is the way way back nice okay um just such a solid if if it's still out in your city yeah and it might be you know it's still demand. showing it like great on mills if you're in the Fort Worth area. Okay, so go see the way way back. Anyone that's seen it that I know that have said it was great. Yeah, really funny, charming, good comedy. Uh, it actually actually a comedy, mm-hmm. so it might yeah. be the best comedy of the year. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a dramedy. Another one yeah. deal. Yeah, it's sort of both. Yeah, great, great movie. Uh, so that was my number five. The way way back. Uh, anything I want to say about it? It's on your list. It's I'm on sorry. my list. But I won't give it away. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, hold off. So go well. number four, Brian. Uh, my number five was The World's number End, five. Yeah. Uh, which was easily the best true comedy of the summer. From I mean, There weren't very many options, but even in a good year of comedy sure. would be up there. I I really did not – I mean, I expected to like it because I like Hot Fuzz and I like Shaun of the Dead quite a bit. Um, but it was it exceeded my expectation and uh, was, was truly a hilarious movie. Loved it. Richard, anything to say about the world's end? It's also on my list. I won't give it away, <laughs> okay, but right. uh, it's very, very good. Go number five. My number five is Fast Six. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Richard, I didn't think this would make your top five. <laughs> Said in the most sarcastic tone possible. You're just surprised it was all the way back. I am. Five. Yeah, that I is am. surprising. I am. I am it's too. quite surprising. Yeah. It was awesome. That's my number four. I watched it again. Yeah. I watched it last night. I texted you guys yeah. with a screenshot. Yeah. Man, I just forgot how fun, how fun Dude, it is. So much fun. Most fun I've had in a theater this summer by far. Yeah. Not even kind of close. It's so yeah. self-aware and awesome. Yeah. It, it's just classic. Man. That runway is so good. Dude. That's one of that will at the end of the year I'll do like a I'm my blog i'll do like a top 10 scenes yeah and that will totally be in the top three i can guarantee you like yes. runway is just never great. ending <laughs> 28 and a half end. miles dude somebody did the math 28 and a half miles at least it's so great at least so great. yeah uh, that, that movie is not well, on we my learned that five. valuable lesson to uh never turn your back on family right. even when they do 
Sweaty. You just teamed oh. up for v- yeah. the van, man. Yeah. I was the van. You were the diesel. We Love brought it. it. Yes. Love it. So that was your number five. That was my number uh, five. Kent, was your number, what was number, your number four? My number four is uh, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. <laughs> <laughs> why Why are you laughing? Oh. Have you not seen Mortal Instruments, City of Bones? Is that not a porno? No, that's, not, <laughs> that's not my. It's not my number. My number four. My number four is actually the Big Wedding, starring Topher Grace and Robert De Niro. What if Kent just went through like eighteen fake yeah. movies? Yeah, uh, no. Just keeps the bit going until our show is over. Uh, so good, guys. Uh, no, number four was The World's End. Okay, okay. Uh, just so funny. Yeah, it's probably the movie that I'm more stoked, most stoked about seeing again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I maybe we can sit it. by each other this time. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we can get to the theater on time. How about that? Hey, maybe we can not take 820. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be great for all of us. Um, it's just so funny. And, uh, I mean, and scary, too. I mean, it's, it's like a science fiction comedy. Yeah. I mean, it brought it brings you back to the old 80s Ghostbusters days sure. where, you know, just classic, classic. G- great comedy. Um, so my number four, uh, Brian, number four. Uh, my number four was Fast Six. Oh, yep. love it. Nice. All right. Well, well guys, let's movie. talk about I, Fast 6. I just got out Fast 6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there's about a 10 minutes. You do, Richard. Yeah. There's about a 10 minute span that I was like, that even for me, I was like, uh, okay, this has gotten a little ridiculous. And then they sucked me right back <laughs> in and I'm yeah. on board and I love it and uh, I'll see it. 50 more times. Biggest upset, out. probably the best fight scene of the summer. Not Iron Man. Yeah. Not. You know, anything. Not Superman. Yeah. Not anything. The two girls. Yeah. Gina Carano. And, Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez in yeah. the stairway. Yeah. Easily the best fight of totally. 2013. Yeah. It's close. And not because of a shady reason. Like, no, no. Really not creepy, like, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Just awesome fight scene. Legitimately really awesome. Yeah. I, that's a really actually feminist movie. Yeah. Fast Six. Females play very strong characters in that movie, which totally. is funny. I would love to go like a meeting of feminists and, and just start talking about the merits <laughs> right. of Fast Six yeah. and just watch their eyes roll in the back of their head. I will do that. And then they'll watch it and be like, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> this is our this is our new Bible. Um, yeah, that's great. Great movie. Uh, my, Fast num- Six. my number four is Blue Jasmine, which we talked about a little bit. Brian Sweet. saw it, so we won't go on more, but that's my number four this summer. Yeah, yeah. it's not not on my list. Uh, that's fine. So but We don't have to be... It's not. Okay. I'm just... Kent, what's your number three? Uh, number three is uh, Peoples. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for and it's Peoples. Hey, it's P-E-E-P. got David Allen Green. <laughs> Dags in it. Uh, no, it's actually uh, Pacific Rim. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Number three. Uh, this movie, man, it really was, you know, almost everything that I wanted in it. In uh-huh. it. You know, when you you put it, you put your expectations at a certain pedestal when you see a trailer like that, and it yeah. met. Close to all my expectations. Sure, sure. yeah, um, it was good on it. So that was in the contention for my for my list as well. I enjoyed that. That's kind of the almost a quintessential summer. It was in contention. So movie. is it not in your top five? It did or? not make my top five. It was, probably, it six was probably six or seven. It was probably six or seven in yeah. mine too. Really? Yeah. I have a um, <laughs> I have a question from online from somebody regarding uh, Pacific Rim that I wanted to mention. If I can pull it up here. Um, it's going to take a few <laughs> You mean seconds. a stall here? Yeah, yeah Richard, go ahead and stall. Oh, here we go. No, I got it. Okay. Uh, he wants to know, this is from John B. Um, what up, so John, John B? B? Thanks for emailing in the Mad About Movies podcast. Yeah. Um, he wants to know about Pacific Rim's international uh, appeal. His subject is, why is Pacific Rim considered so international and risky? He says, 
It's the ultimate G.I. Joe slash black general story we've all seen before, with an Asian love interest and a Dr. Chow that's somehow a white man, also a quirky doctor, like uh, a.k.a. Charlie Day. Uh-huh. So he wants to say, um, I appreciate what they are going for, but they didn't take too many risks overall. So why, he wants to know, why, did we, why is it considered a risky movie? Why did it not succeed like people thought it was over? I mean, in the U.S., from the U.S. Sure. perspective, you look at it and you say, oh, that's straight from I don't, overseas. I, you know, I, we, we wouldn't see it as an American-type movie. Well, so. first off, monster movies, which is what this is at its core, are not an American thing. Uh-huh. I mean, we've been a, a myriad of failed Godzilla movies right. to back that up. And so in support of it, looking international is is – why it's considered more of an Asian influence movie? That's why it's killed. It, it literally is an Asian influence. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's it's, it's Gilmar de Toro's take on an Asian monster tale. There, right, and, sure. and then an, and another reason why it's risky, as far as like financially risky, is there's no American faces on it. I mean, Charlie right. Day is a little bit famous. And, right. Charlie Hunnam. If you uh, Hunnam's songs, a little. That's about uh, it. Hunnam's a little bit famous, and uh, my boy uh, from The Wire. Yeah, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. I can't think of his name. Uh, you know. A little bit famous. He's so famous, I just sure. forgot his name. Right. It didn't have a movie star. So that's risky yeah. to, to yeah. spend $150 million on a movie without a movie star. Sure. So I would consider that why that's I, risky. I disagree with John uh, yeah. when he said Deal with it. it. John? He, when, I disagree with <laughs> hey, John. John, unsubscribe. We don't need you. Can't go ahead. When he said it was risky, because I think it's the opposite. I mean, robots fighting each other is the furthest thing from risky in Hollywood right now. I mean, it's Sure, like, but the whole monster movie thing is... Yeah. Uh, Maybe the monster aspect, but just the Transformers aspect of it. It's yeah, like anything you put out there that's like that is going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It just is. Um, and Pacific Rim, I think, made enough for a sequel, so we'll have to see on that. Yeah, so, it did well overseas. It didn't do yeah. great here. but Yeah, it, it mostly killed. What was your number three, uh, Brian? Um, my number three was a, a little documentary that I saw at the Modern here in uh, Fort Worth called Stories We Tell. And uh, it was about, I made it in my pick as a weekly recommend at did one I point. Watch this? It's on. Some streaming sources now, like Vudu and I think maybe Cinema Now, a couple of different things I have. It just just uh, came out like this week, I think. Um, it's a really small documentary about uh, a girl named uh, an actress named uh, Sarah uh, Paulson, Polly, mm-hmm. Polly. So there's a Sarah Paulson and a Sarah Polly, and I, can, I think Sarah Polly Paulson, <laughs> yeah, Hatchet, yeah, no? Sarah Polly, who uh, <laughs> found out that her dad was not her dad and did a documentary about her. Family and how it all came together and how she became a this kind of offshoot from her mom and a a, uh, a guy she used to know. Uh, it's really intimate and really um, it's intense for a documentary, um, and uh, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. So it is, like I just said, it is available now on most streaming services that are not Netflix. So check it out. Sweet. The stories we tell. Stories we tell. Called? Stories okay. we tell. So yeah. number three, Richard. Number three, did you mention? I haven't. I Go haven't ahead. yet. Uh, my number three movie is Star Trek: Edge of Darkness. Wow, I haven't seen Star Trek: Edge of Darkness. Oh, what is There's... it called again? <laughs> Into Darkness. Into Darkness. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, that must be great. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't do titles. I just host a movie podcast. Yeah, right. Why well, it's the Star Trek movie, the one that was released this year? Yeah, yeah. was that the one? Yeah, okay. sure. yeah. No, I liked it a lot. No, I, it, it was my number three. Just a fun movie. I mean, what is there? We did sure. an episode on it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Talk about anymore. That was my number two. So okay, cool. Okay, I, uh, I, I loved it. We'll, we'll save it because it's on my list as well. So we'll okay. save it. Um, I'm going to give head mention my number two, Elysium. Oh, okay, uh, great. We talked about it a few weeks ago on this podcast. Great movie, a really solid effort put out by Blomkamp. Not the, you know, what we had hoped for. Really, I guess it didn't. 
wasn't, you know, the District 9 quality that we sure. had hoped for, but it was solid. And it was worthy, I think, better movie than Pacific Rim. And, um, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed The Way Way Back and The World's End. But I, I really felt like on my list I needed to put these blockbuster mm-hmm. types on there. That's a really good top. point. Sure. So uh, that's the only – I just wanted to clarify. That's the only reason well, that – Enjoy my top two then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. Um, <clears throat> did you all not have Elysium on any of your list? I didn't. I didn't. It and Pacific Rim are probably my six and seven, but uh, it didn't quite make it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I gave it a B plus, so I, I liked it a lot, but uh, – not quite up. I was a little disappointed in that one. I expected a little higher than I got. Okay, my number one is Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay, so I need. Have you seen that. Edge Edge of Darkness? I haven't. <laughs> it's better. Is it? Yeah. Star Trek that was Into a Corey moment. But <laughs> and my <laughs> reason Star Trek Into Darkness is my number one. When I came down to it, it's just the one my mind kept going back to. It's amazing. Um, really, really solid on in all yeah. fronts. Just awesome. Uh, it's just such a great. It's the most solid movie, a blockbuster type that I saw this year. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was number one. Where was your number one, Brian? We gotta get go fast to. Yeah, uh, my my number one was the way way back. Okay. Did we pass your two? Yeah, my two was the way way back. Okay. It just got surpassed by the world's end. Me and my favorite movie. Number one. Okay. Sweet. World's End, World's End uh, it, this has been on my brain. It, maybe because I've seen it more recently the way, way back. Yeah. But those two are pretty much neck and neck, one and one A. Okay. I'll give you to the World's End. Yeah. It's so, more of a summer movie. My, sure. So, yeah, if you haven't seen any of these movies, go, go back, go on our website. Go see these movies. Go on our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. We need a podcast on every single one of these, minus Brian's documentary, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can check out full episodes on madaboutmoviespodcast.com. All right. Yeah. One more minute left in the show, guys. Give your weekly recommend. Just name it. You don't okay. have to talk about it, but just... Uh, uh, my weekly recommend is a TV show that starts on Tuesday. Uh, the sixth season of Sons of Anarchy starts uh, next week, and I love it. Check Let's it out. talk about it uh, soon. Let's talk about Sons so, of Anarchy. Richard, yeah. we Mine is actually a documentary, which I never do for you guys, side by side. Yeah. Uh, about yeah. digital versus film. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. We, awesome. We, I've recommended it before. It's okay. Great. Well, I don't listen to you. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it's it. It's on PBS next now, week. And yeah. I taped it. And it's fabulous. I want to get your thoughts yeah, next week. Yeah. Great recommend. Can't Mine is my show started tonight. It's uh, NFL season has kicked off. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sunday night football. Go Cowboys. Uh, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, great television. Um, and who's playing this week, Ken? On Sunday, Sunday Night Football, Football is Cowboys-Giants, baby! Yeah. Uh, go Cowboys. So, um, Brian Gill, where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 or on my website at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden or at the soon-to-be-renovated richardbarden.com. You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison, K-E-N-T-G-A-R-R-I-S. Oh, and you can find the... Uh, podcast on the web at uh, madaboutmoviespodcast.com uh, email the show go on there find our weekly recommends find all our episodes download them subscribe on iTunes and anything else you want to guys want to say before we uh, get out of here hey it's been fun KTCU check out Mad About Movies podcast on iTunes Stitcher or madaboutmoviespodcast.com yeah and, and Richard and I will be back uh, on Thursdays 9 to 10 Brian will be here some as well I'll join you some a lot yeah. and yeah. it'll be good uh, so until next time uh, we will see you at the cinema. Bye. See ya. Like the legend of the phoenix. Huh. All ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? Uh, the force from the beginning.